Shake the Room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on the Freedom Class, why our rich life is different than our parents. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Ramit Sethi on the mic. He's the founder of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com, which has more than 1 million monthly readers. He speaks regularly to the media on the topic of personal finance and business and has appeared on CNBC, Business Insider, The New York Times, and others to share his take on money and success. And Ramit was number two on the list of Tim Ferriss is top 25 podcast interviews for 2019. And Fire Nation, today we'll be talking about what are the signs of a rich life in our parents' generation, what about the younger generation, and real examples of people in quote-unquote freedom class. We'll finish off with how to be your own boss, do what you love, and earn more on your own terms as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, this episode is brought to you in part by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. Get started for free today. Visit Clavio.com slash fire to create your free account. Ramit, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. It's great to be back. Hi, everybody. My name is Ramit. And this was a tough question because it made me realize I think I talk a lot. And so one thing (laughs) I probably haven't shared is that one of my hardest jobs ever was when I was a soccer referee back as a teenager. And It's amazing how hard that job really is to be able to process all the different stuff going on on the field, even with six or eight-year-olds or 10-year-olds. And uh, yeah, I just think back to that being one of the hardest jobs, but one of my favorites. Brother, I resonate with you in college. I was the intramural soccer referee, and I'm telling you, it's just human nature that no matter what the call is, half of the people that are out there think you made the wrong call. The other half are just like kind of happy you made that call, but half of the people always think you're wrong no matter what. So although it put some good cash in my pocket, it was still a very difficult yeah, job. Exactly. So Fire Nation, as I shared in the introduction, we're going to be talking all about the freedom class today because the reality is our rich life is different than our parents. And Ramit does a great, eloquent job of explaining this. So Ramit, let's just dive on in. Like, What are the signs of a rich life back in our parents' generation? You know, it's interesting. This first really hit me when I got engaged and we went to do registry shopping. And for anyone who's ever done this, you know, oftentimes you go to a department store and they take you in the back and they give you this, uh, you know, they give you a sip of wine and they kind of make you feel good. And then they give you this little gun. You go, it's like a (laughs) scanner and you scan the things that you want to add to your registry. And for a lot of people, especially in our parents' generation, this would really be the dream. You know, you're, you're in Manhattan, you're sipping some champagne, and then you go and scan a bunch of stuff. And we went for an hour and a half throughout this store, and we ended up with about three things that we had scanned. And one of them was a $5 spatula. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized the things that our parents cared about that were a rich life signifier to them are so different than they are for us. For example, back in the day, if you think about your parents, having a big house, big status symbol, it really meant you had made it. 
And that may be true for some of us. But when I was driving through LA recently and I was driving past these huge houses, the first thing I thought was just how much maintenance is oh. required for, how much cleaning. So big house back in the day, big car. A lot of us don't even want cars. Back in the day, country club membership, China cabinet. Who the hell wants a China cabinet? Mm. So not to say that they are wrong, but simply that they were for a different generation and that maybe our uh, signs of a freedom class are very different. Our signs of a rich life are different. And I think from speaking to millions of people who are pursuing a different approach, we want freedom, flexibility, control, right? I don't want a China cabinet. I want to be able to buy a round of drinks for my friends. I want to be able to travel without having to sort flights by price. I want to sort by direct and I want to get on that plane and go as soon as I can. So there's a few things I kind of want to add on to this that was coming up for me while you were talking, Ramit. And, you know, number one, it's just like that big house. Obviously, that was a huge status symbol back in the day. And like you're watching, you know, even shows like The Wonder Years, where not even necessarily back in those days, they had the quote unquote, big, huge house. But what was everybody always doing? They were always working on their lawn. Like their lawn had to be perfect. It was like this well-manicured lawn just spoke of like, this is me. I've made it. My lawn looks perfect. I've got to the bushes. I've got the flowers. I have everything. Like that's a sign that you're doing well. And then something just came up for me, and I'm kind of curious for me if you ever thought about this, but when I was growing up, I'm like a little kid. You know, I'm in my grandmother's house. I'm in my other grandmother's house. I'm obviously in my own parents' house. I'm at my friend's parents' house. And they all have this really loud, really obnoxious grandfather clock. (laughs) It's just this huge thing. And it's always in the most awkward location. And like every 15 minutes for me, I'm talking every quarter of an hour, the thing's going off. And then like they would take this great pride in like winding this grandfather clock. And I was just like, hey, like you have a timer like on your oven. There's a timer on your microwave. You're wearing a watch on your wrist. Like what is the the what is the reason? you're having this grandfather clock. Like, did you ever run into that? Yes, that is amazing. I absolutely love that you said that. First of all, I have to tell you a funny story. So you know how um, if you sign up to attend some of these seminars, they give you a free gift, like a free weekend in Vegas, that kind of thing. So my dad loved these things because he knew he wasn't going to sign up for their timeshare. He didn't have the money for it, but he loved getting the free gifts. Okay. So I remember when we used to live in Arizona, They once drove us like an hour and a half away. The gift that day after my parents attended a timeshare seminar was a grandfather clock. No kidding. So they they go in there. They spend an hour and a half. You know, these high pressure sales. Been there. Which, which by the way, I love because these are really honed salespeople. And they walk out and my dad is laughing. You know why? Because the grandfather clock was about eight inches tall. (laughs) (laughs) It probably cost them 65 cents to get. And so we had that little tiny grandfather clock somewhere in our house, just like you said. And I think the most interesting part of all of this is to, to really zoom out almost like you're a Martian and say, okay, what is it that provides status? What is it that is meaningful for people in that generation versus us. And you have to admit that although things might seem a little um, confusing, like why do people care about a grandfather clock? Guess what? We have the exact same status symbols. They're just a little different. For example, 
What type of phone do you use? Oh my God, you don't have the latest iPhone? What's wrong with you? <laughs> How many followers do you have on Instagram? Where did you go on vacation last year? Uh, what do you like? Oh, you don't like omakase? Right? And on and on and on. And depending on where you live, if you live in LA or New York, or if you live in Chicago, it's different. But we also have those status symbols. So the key here is not to deny that we are motivated by status or that we care about uh, keeping up. All of us do. What I am challenging all of us to do is to say, what were the old status symbols that might not apply? And what are the things we care about? Instead of denying reality, I would rather that we all embrace it and say, yeah, I actually do want to use my money to spend it on this or that. And I actually do care what kind of place I live in or where I eat on a Saturday night. I do care about that. Um, and I guarantee you, our parents will find it as confusing to hear what we value as we do to hear about what they value. So you did touch upon some of the things that we do want, you know, in this day and age that you've identified over the years. And some of those things you mentioned, you know, are the freedom, the flexibility, the control, like being able to go out with your buddies and be like, you know what, guys, I got first round, like this is on me. And just, you know, having that little silent head nod from all your friends at the table, you know, or getting a personal trainer, you know, something that I've had for five years. You know, yeah. I just walked down to my gym this morning, turned on Zoom. There's Jeff, who's now my great friend and my personal trainer. And we did a great workout. And to me, that's like how I want to start the day. And, you know, you mentioned traveling for a month every year. I mean, Kate and I just did a three month trip last year that included awesome. Fiji. You know, we got to go and spend four days with Tony Robbins at, in the Mali and then head out to Europe and just Airbnb it the whole entire time through six different countries, like 16 different cities, and just have an absolute blast during those three months. And the key word here is guilt-free, to be able to do it guilt-free because you know we've built the lifestyle, we've built the type of business, and we've just built the desires to want to do these things. So dive into one of these things. Like, What is one thing that you really think Fire Nation could really understand and connect with their life and maybe work towards because it is something that they really do want? First of all, let's take the travel because I think that's amazing. I think that all of us, if you ask people, what are some of your favorite things to do? Over 95% of people would say travel as one of their top three answers, which is awesome. Now, once we are able to travel again, let's really think about how we want to integrate that and weave that into our lives. If you were to ask people a second question, when was the last time you traveled mm. and how did you travel? I think suddenly you see a dichotomy between what we claim is important versus what our behavior shows us is actually important. So for example, if you claim that health is important and we look at your calendar for the last week, did you train? Do you, did you spend time and money on it? If so, awesome. Like for you, you clearly claim it's important and you back it up with time and in some cases resources. If you talk about traveling, one of the things I have learned is that if we don't set an intention behind the things that are important, life will just get in the way. So if you want to travel, put it on your calendar and let's now talk about how to spend the money to get there. This is one of the classic things. Why, do, why haven't you traveled more? Well, I don't have time. I don't have money. Okay, great. Let's talk about what it takes. Um, I think that if 
you have an area of your life that you want to make a priority, the first place it starts is putting it on your calendar. The second part is let's find out how to make the money to be able to afford it. So I'm going to do a little experiment with you. When you decided to travel for three months, how did you go about making that decision? I literally pulled up a, a map of the world. It's like the world is in front of me. And I said, where do I want to, where do I want to go in this world that I really mm-hmm. haven't overly explored yet that I would find interesting? And we've crushed Western Europe. We've, you know, I spent four months in India and loved it. I've done Nepal. You know, I've done a lot of different places all over the world, but there's a lot of places I haven't obviously done. And I kept kind of being just drawn towards Eastern Europe. So then I went and I Googled best cities in Eastern Europe. And then I based my entire trip off of the research I found from that Google search. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So a few things that I hear, first of all, you, you just started off really broadly. Like I'm, I'm going to open up a map and I'm going to just think about where I want to go. Yeah. That in and of itself has tripped a lot of people up because there's this concept of, I want to travel, but where do I go? And so suddenly people start reading these different travel sites and they get overwhelmed and they just stop. In reality, you just opened a map and you did a few searches and you found something that drew you. I love that. The other thing I hear is that you did not start with money. Now, it's nice to be able to not have to put money as your first concern, but this is another thing that I hear trips people up. I So my wife and I took a very long honeymoon, and then while we were on our honeymoon, we decided, you know what, let's not make this once in a lifetime. Let's do it every year. Ooh. It was important to us. And so we set an intention, and then that gave us the whole year to save for it, to plan for it, et cetera. I would post about it when I was traveling. And one of the, the, the most common question I got the first year was, how much does this cost? Which I never answered because if your question is about cost, that, that's not really, in my opinion, the right question to be asking. Why? Because you don't have to go for six weeks or in your case, three months. What if you go for four days? What if you pick something that your money allows you to splurge on and then as you make more, you can dream bigger? So the key points that I'm making for everybody listening is if you're seeing someone like you who we admire and we love the intention you put behind your travel, let's adopt that. But we don't have to do the exact same thing you do because my rich life is different than yours and the people listening, your rich life is different than mine. No, I love that for a lot of reasons because it speaks to like my past eight years specifically. That quote remits, as you make more, you can dream bigger because guess what? For my first two years, 2012 to 2014, I went nowhere. I was nose to the grindstone. I was making entrepreneurs on fire. What it is, I was trying to find ways to generate revenue, and I did. And then 2014 came, and Kate and I took a seven-day trip. And then 2015, we doubled it, 14 days. And then Mm. 2015, we doubled it, and we went 30. The year before last, we went on a 75-day trip. And then this past year... 90 days. We've continued to upgrade. Now, am I going for a 180 day trip this year? No, I'm definitely not. In fact, we've kind of found our sweet spot is somewhere closer to that 75 day range because 90 days, hey, it was a great trip. But at the end of the day, we were like, all right, our eating, our exercise is a bit off for just a little too long now. Like, let's, let's get back to like a little more routine and get back to the focus. And of course, you know, we love our house and our location and our community down here in Puerto Rico. So, like, that was all good. But that's the point, Fire Nation, is as you make more, you can dream bigger. I wasn't going anywhere in 2012. I made $27,000 that year. Like That wasn't going to happen for me because I was putting it all into the business. But then as I grew more, I started taking smaller trips that compounded. And the last thing before we take a break, Ramit, I just want to share with you 
what came up to me because it was so, so recent. And this is just to me such the stark reality and difference between my parents' generation and our generation. My mother forwarded me her plane ticket. She was coming to visit me in Puerto Rico a couple months ago. And I looked at the plane ticket coming from Maine to Puerto Rico, and it was a 14-hour total trip time because she chose, she sorted by cheapest flight. And guess what? She had two stops. One stop in New York City, one stop in Georgia, then coming to to Puerto Rico. And guess what? There there are every single day amazing flights that go from Maine to Puerto Rico that are a total six-hour trip time. You have a 45-minute stop in New York City, and then you're down in Puerto Rico in three and a half hours. It's a six six and a half-hour total trip time. Total trip time, yet she was going to have a miserable day, 14 hours, and then that was going to overlap into the next couple of days because she was going to be recovering from that trip. And it's just like, why? When you could just wake up at 6 a.m., be at my house at 1 p.m., literally, why are you doing that to yourself? But for her, it was just like, well, of course I'm going to choose the cheapest flight. And for me, it's yeah. like, I'm always choosing the most convenient. I, I sort by duration. I only sort by duration. That is where my freedom is. That's where my focus is. And Fire Nation, we have so much more value coming up with Ramit as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Hiring can be difficult, but if you're a company that's currently trying to hire, you face new difficulties from safely reopening your doors to finding the right person for a specialized role. Housing Wire could relate. They needed to hire an ambitious reporter to cover news stories on the U.S. mortgage and housing markets. So they turned to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's smart matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And that's how Housing Wire found Alexandra Roja. Alexandra never imagined she could get a reporter job in the midst of COVID-19. Hiring was frozen and the idea of looking for a job was discouraging. So she created a profile on ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter matched Alexandra to Housing Wire's reporting job because her degree and writing skills were a great fit for the role. Housing Wire received her application only four hours after they posted the job, and a few weeks later, Alexandra started her dream career. ZipRecruiter helped Alexandra find the right job, and they helped Housing Wire find the right person for their role fast. See how ZipRecruiter can help you hire. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. Klaviyo gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages, and more way, way more. And that's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Living Proof use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. Plus, it is free to get started. Just visit klaviyo.com slash fire to create your free account today. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash fire. Clavio dot com slash fire. So Ramit, we're back. And one thing that I truly love from you is you're always great about giving real examples. I mean, you talk to talk and you can really talk in these kind of aerial terms that everybody can understand. But at the same time, you have real examples of real people in the freedom class. So give us an example of some of your specific students that really jump out at you. 
First of all, let's talk about the three different classes. It, remember that in the past, it used to be the poor, the middle class, and the rich, okay? The problem is, there's a lot of problems with that breakdown, but the problem is that even people who make $750,000 a year, they think they're middle class. And all of us know somebody who has maybe a doctor, or maybe even two doctors in the family or two professionals, and they do earn a lot of money, but they live paycheck to paycheck because they live in an expensive city. All their money goes to rent, et cetera. So I think that there's a different way to look at this. And there's three different classes that I have been outlining. The first is the trapped class. The second is the treadmill class. And the third is the freedom class. So I'm going to give you a few examples of the freedom class. These are real examples of people in my community who have done it. One student started a business. She paid off $77,000 wow. of student loan debt in two years. Okay. That is unlikely to happen with a typical nine to five job. But if you have that job and you start a business on the side, like we teach, wow, you can really accelerate your payoffs. Another one, another student of ours built a business also on the side and their goal was not student loan debt payoff. It was simple to be able to pick up and drop off their kids at school every single day. Love that. And then a third one got their entire family to come on an all expenses paid vacation and their business kept earning while they were gone. So I love these examples because if you have a son or a daughter, the one about picking up your, your child may really resonate with you. Maybe you really want to take a vacation and you don't want to have to look at the price on the menu when you get to the hotel. You're just like, I'm going to order for my entire family and nobody's going to have to even think about cost. Whatever the case is for you, you can take these stories and be inspired by them as opposed to looking at cost as the first thing you look at for all of your purchases. That's why it's the freedom class, because you choose what the freedom is to you. So I love those three examples of the freedom class, but I got to be honest, you've piqued my interest. I'm sure Fire Nation is wondering the same thing. Let's talk a little bit about trapped and treadmill with maybe one or two examples from each. Okay. All right. So the trap class, everybody knows somebody like this, and some of us may actually be in this class. The trapped class you're stuck working paycheck to paycheck. You're one accident away from financial disaster. And there's no buffer. There's no breathing room to stop and plan ahead. So I started collecting quotes from people in the trap class. Let me read you some of the quotes that they told me. They say things like, I'll never be able to afford that. Once I do X, Y, Z, I'll be rich. I'll be working for the rest of my life so I might as well buy X. Oof. And things like, uh, uh, things will never change and money is the root of all evil. Okay, very painful. And if you are in this trapped class, remember you can be in the trapped class making $30,000 a year or $300,000 a year, depending on your lifestyle. That's the difference here with these three classes. The next one, the treadmill class. Now this one is surprising because most Americans are on the treadmill class and it's actually not that bad day to day. You have a decent job, you have a small bit of savings. Compared to the rest of the world, you're very fortunate. You have a roof over your head, you have Wi-Fi, Netflix. You could take a vacation maybe once a year, but it's really difficult to get off the treadmill. 
Most people in the treadmill class have some credit card debt. They usually aren't saving, certainly not saving aggressively for retirement. And they most likely spend most of their lives working a job just to pay for day to day. So here are some key phrases that I collected from the treadmill class. If I just keep going, one day I'll be able to do that. One day I'll be able to afford that. One day I'll be happy. Uh, That's for rich people. I really want X, but I can't afford it right now. And I feel stuck. Okay. So it, it takes me back to the first time I went to New York as an adult and I took the subway to Grand Central and I was, uh, I got out of Grand Central around lunchtime. And if you've ever been in New York midtown around lunchtime, you see all these people who come out in their beautiful suits and they're buying these lunches near Grand Central, which are pretty expensive. You're talking about 30, 40 bucks for a lunch. And I remember I was in college at the time and it seemed so glamorous to me. It seemed like out of a TV show. People who were very attractive, wearing these beautiful clothes, buying these lunches, seemingly without a care in the world. But only later, once I moved to New York, did I understand that this $30, $40 lunch also meant that they probably had to earn a tremendous amount just to pay for their apartment, just to pay for vacation, just to pay for their children's private school. That treadmill can seem glamorous or it can seem okay but I realized that was not the kind of life that I wanted to have to live. Wow, Fire Nation, a lot of value bombs. I want to go through a few things that were coming up for me. You know, when Ramit went through the classes, I mean, there used to be the poor, the middle, and the rich. And that is insane when you think about that now 25% of people that are making $100,000 or more are still living paycheck to paycheck. And like, that's the goal for so many people is like, I need, need to get to six figures, get to six figures. But the reality is at least one out of every four of those people are living paycheck to paycheck. Why? Because they're upgrading their lifestyle every time they get any kind of an upgrade in their pay, which is just insanity. And then you went through these three things, obviously starting with trapped, you know, the people that are 100% paycheck to paycheck, and they're just one disaster away from being done, wiped out. Then the treadmill, I guess you have stability, but you're stuck. You are literally stuck on this treadmill. And I love those specific quotes and words that you use because Fire Nation, I want you to be auditing yourself with your talk, but also how do your peers talk? Like the people that you spend the most time with because you're the average of those people. Are they having some of these words? Are they using some of these words and some of these phrases that Ramiz talking about? I mean, that's really important stuff to be auditing. And then of course, what hopefully, because you're listening to a show like this, you're moving towards or are already at is that freedom, that word freedom. You want to be part of that freedom class, Fire Nation. So Ramit, let's end with a bang, brother. I want to talk about being your own boss, about doing what we love and still earning more on our own terms. Break that down. Okay, this takes me to number three, the freedom class. So there are lots of ways to join the freedom class. Let me first tell you what it is and let's talk about how do you do it? So what is the freedom class? The freedom class consists of people who have the ability to do what they want, when they want. And money is no longer the primary constraint. Just to give the perfect example, when you go to book a flight, you don't sort by cost. Okay. You don't sort by price. You sort by duration. And that is just a simple example. When I go, when I take somebody out to dinner, we used to not be able to order appetizers when I was growing up. It was Mm -hmm. too expensive. Now, my rule is if you see anything you like on the menu, order it. Don't think twice. 
And that cost me what, a couple hundred, but maybe a few hundred bucks a year. But it is an incredible source of freedom to me. That's a simple example of freedom. I can do what I want when I want, which is order anything off the menu. But of course, the more successful you get, the bigger you can dream. So for example, we can travel six weeks a year. That's a really big dream that I wasn't able to accomplish early on. But as I started to focus on my business, I could live a bigger dream. So here are some key phrases used by people in the freedom class. My money works for me. I don't work for it. So what if I pay a little more? It makes my life easier. And this is one of my favorites. I can afford to be generous. Okay. So again, you can live in the freedom class on 30K a year, although it's very difficult, candidly. It's much easier to live in the freedom class earning more. So how do you do it? If you're working a nine to five, of course, you can create an asset, which is your investment portfolio. But as we see, one of the uh, more powerful ways to do it is to start your own business, be your own boss. And that means you take on some additional risk beyond a nine to five job, but you also have the potential for massive rewards, like being able to pay off your debt faster, like being able to fly on a flight based on duration, and like being able to decide, what do I want to do this year? Money is not the first thing deciding. It is what I want to do, and I will use my money to create and fuel my rich life. My money works for me. I can afford to be generous. I mean, imagine Fire Nation being able to honestly say these words and believe it and then act that out. I mean, that is the class that you want to be living in. That is that freedom class. So, Ramit, you have dropped so many value bombs. I mean, this 30 minutes has flown by. What's the one thing you really want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from everything that we talked about here today? Give us a strong call to action. How can we learn more from you? How can we find out more about you? How can we connect with you? And then we'll say goodbye. I want people to do two things. First of all, I want you to bet on yourself. Think of all the people you bet on in your life. You bet on the person who uh, mows your lawn if you hire somebody. You bet on the person who repairs your car. But it's so often that we don't bet on ourselves. We talk ourselves out of it. And so odds are your first business idea is going to fail. Who cares? Bet on yourself and have the confidence to know that you can start a business, you can earn more. So that's my first message. The second message, how do you do it? I would encourage people, go to iwt.com slash earn. Let us show you some ways that other people have found a business idea and grown their business. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Ramit, uh, on YouTube at Ramit Sethi, and you can find my site, iwillteachyoutoberich.com. And uh, I would welcome the opportunity to share how to do it. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with Ramit and JLD today, so keep up that heat. And if you head over to eofire.com and type Ramit, R-A-M-I-T, in the search bar, his show notes page will pop up with links to everything that we talked about today. And of course, I've done a ton of amazing interviews with Ramit over the past eight years. So go back, listen to those as well. He drops value bombs in every single one. And Fire Nation, calls to action, iwt.com slash earn. Get over there. Ramit has always dropped pure gold and everything that he's created. So check it out and you know start to bet on yourself. Start to bet on yourself. Not to mention following him at Ramit on Instagram. He doesn't just 
posts those little airy fairy quotes that everybody posts. <laughs> he really posts some really cool stuff. Like I love Rami when you take screenshots of people that like send you like negative emails and like <laughs> you're just like, who is this person? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like Rami actually posts legitimate, valuable stuff. And I've actually been uh, consuming some of this content as well, Ramit. You've been doing some really cool YouTube videos and some Instagram lives as well, where you've just kind of been, you know, taking listener questions. You know, you're out in the cabin now instead of down in the city. So you've got a little bit of a different background and it's kind of cool to be in your world. So are you still doing those lives? I had a great time doing those fireside chats. The minute that coronavirus started, I, um, I basically said, you know what? I want to take care of all the people in my life that I can. So first was family then was our team, then our customers, and then our community. And for the community, I started doing these fireside chats. I did them every night for about a month, answered a ton of questions, told people what to do with their money right now, uh, even taught people my most valuable skill, which is yeah. how to iron clothes. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, but I've concluded those, and I'm going to be doing something new coming up. I thought you were going to say bug catching, because it was no, a very impressive skill. <laughs> <laughs> but Fire Nation, you can go back, and you can watch that month's worth of content on his YouTube channel, at Ramit Sethi, so check that out for sure. They're very just packed with value because a lot of questions come through and you have those same questions, Fire Nation. So go back, watch those when you can. And Ramit, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value with Fire Nation. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Ramit and Fire Nation. I've created a treasure trove of free courses for you. I teach you how to podcast, run masterminds, create funnels that convert, come up with your big idea and so much more. And they're all free. All you need to do is visit eofire.com slash resources. Start learning today and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, this episode is brought to you in part by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com slash fire to create your free account.